0: The prayer of my heart is that students would respond to this wonderful invitation from the Lord to join in on His mission. Uh, We hope for thousands of decisions of students to commit long term to global missions.
1: Welcome to First Person, a weekly conversation as we get to know a special guest. I'm Wayne Shepard, and today's guest is the director of Urbana 2012, the Student Missions Conference, Tom Lynn. You'll meet him in just a moment. First, we're very pleased you've joined us for this final program of 2012. It's been a great year of learning together as we've heard stories of God's faithfulness in all kinds of circumstances. First Person has grown in its reach this year with new radio stations and listeners and online listeners. So thank you for tuning us in. If you'd like to go back and listen to interviews you may have missed during the year, you can go to our website, firstpersoninterview.com to listen or go to iTunes to download the podcast. Well, right now in St. Louis, thousands of college students are attending the Urbana Student Missions Conference, sponsored by University Christian Fellowship, which has a long tradition of being used of God to call young people into missions in many forms. And since the conference is underway, we thought you might like to meet the director, Tom Lin. He's the vice president of missions for University Christian Fellowship. He's a second generation American, and I asked him when it was that his parents moved to America from Taiwan.
0: Well, they immigrated in the late 60s to the U.S., and then I was born in the city of Chicago.
1: All right. Tell me a little bit. Trace your life story for me, your testimony, Tom.
0: I'd be glad to, actually. Uh, I grew up in Chicago and uh, really was a part of a good Bible-leaving church uh, in the Chicago area. My parents actually brought me to church, and I'd say one of the biggest influences in my life early on in childhood was... Uh, through Moody Bible Institute. Uh, There were some Sunday school teachers from Moody who came to my church, taught, mentored me, led me to the Lord as a young uh, kid. And I would say uh, I grew in the faith. And uh, by the time I got to college, I was at least open to joining some sort of campus ministry or getting a little bit more involved in my faith, though, uh, you know, still had some doubts. Uh, and in college, really, that's, I think, where my faith really took off. Uh, through the Ministry of InterVarsity Christian Fellowship and a group on my campus, uh, you know, I, I saw Jesus in a whole new light and really recommitted my life in a very full way to following him. Uh, and then I could also speak to then Urbana's impact in my life in terms of then helping my eyes turn globally in the way that I followed Jesus.
1: Where did you do your undergrad work
0: I did at Harvard University.
1: All right. So you went right to Harvard. So you jumped into that uh, that whole university, top university scene. Uh, you were yeah. a Christian. Did you seek out university, or did they come find you?
0: You know, in general, they, they came and found me. I mean, I was open to it, but I would say, uh, what I often say is, I was really like a non-missional freshman who didn't have interest in connecting or serving other people very much. Uh, I was really focused on being a good student, preparing for a lucrative future in some way. Uh, you know, my parents came from poverty in Asia, so I wouldn't have to live in poverty in Asia. And so I was really focused on that. I didn't expect to meet in varsity, didn't expect to meet a small group of believers on the Harvard campus. Uh, they, they came and found me, and uh, I thank the Lord that they did.
1: Well, not everybody gets into Harvard. You must have had a pretty keen intellect uh, to qualify
0: <laughs> I was I was lucky. I, I really uh, do believe it was a great blessing in my life. And so uh, after I met Jesus in that profound way on campus, I needed to think about how I was going to use that blessing and that opportunity that I did have to, you know, impact uh, God's mission.
1: So what happened after Harvard?
0: Well, uh, my senior year at Harvard, uh, it was actually Urbana 1993 that uh, really helped me shift my course. Uh, God really captured me there with a vision for something greater than myself uh, and called me into ministry at the time, vocational ministry. And so after I graduated, I actually started out as a campus missionary. I did campus ministry work in the city of Boston at various campuses, starting at Harvard. And uh, I got into planting. I, I planted a ministry there at Harvard and um My first few years after college was in college ministry.
1: Hmm. Uh, You said you were at Urbana 93. Did you understand what you were getting into when you registered? Uh, I can just imagine there's some there right now who are kind of looking at each other saying, I'm not really sure why I'm here, but I'm here. I guess God has something for me.
0: That's right. I mean, in general, we had a great group of... You know, 20 or 30 students from my campus that went together, and that was probably one of the biggest selling points: is to go with this community on campus. Uh, I was open to hearing from the Lord, but didn't know. And so, when He called me there in a clear way, as He has for you know generations of folks, and I said yes to God. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, you know, myself into. Uh, but God certainly followed through, and I said yes. He He made it clear. Uh, in, in a variety of ways of what specifically he was calling me to.
1: Was it the general experience at Urbana, or was there a specific moment, a specific speaker that God used?
0: Uh, I would say it was general. Uh, I think one of the things at Urbana that you know we see happening this week as well is that it's, the speakers are great, but then processing what you're learning with your community— Uh, receiving prayer. You know, there's prayer ministry going on every afternoon here where thousands of students receive prayer. Uh, As I mentioned, the scripture study, diving into God's Word and being convicted by God's Word about His purposes for me and for for us, for men and women. Um, You know, all of those things together, I think, really led to my commitment to him there.
1: Tom, I'm trying to think and remember who was director back in 93, but I'm just wondering if if you yeah. could have pictured yourself in that role when you were a student <laughs> attendant.
0: Oh, never. I mean, Dan Harrison was the director oh, yes, in sure. 93. Yep. And certainly I could have never imagined being in the role I'm in now and in such a uh, huge company. I mean, the the I, I stand in the steps of these giants who have gone before me and uh in fact one of the folks who's given me counsel with this Urbana is Dave Howard, who is a, a director of Urbana in the 1970s mm-hmm. and someone who went to Urbana in 1946. Yeah. So it's been amazing.
1: Dave's name is well known, of course. Yes. Well, um, you've had lots of experience between uh, setting up those uh, those chapters at Harvard and Boston University, those university chapters. Talk about the, how God has led you and what you've been able to do.
0: Well, since then, I think a variety of things have happened. Uh, I I served there in Boston for about five years. Um, The Lord actually uh, led my wife and I into a preparation stage of our life to prepare for work overseas uh, through a variety of circumstances, short-term mission projects, uh, the perspectives uh, course in, in world missions, a variety of things. And so we uh, we're preparing to go overseas, and during that preparation process, I actually worked in the marketplace. I worked in Silicon Valley, California, and uh, worked in a church out there as well. And after a few years, that's when uh, it became clear which country and what kind of ministry we were to do. And the Lord led us to Mongolia, of all places, a place we never imagined, and, you know, in, in Asia and, and living in poverty. Uh, so we ended up there in 2002, uh, you know, I left the job I had in Silicon Valley, and we were doing student work there. So our goal there was to help plant a student movement there in a country where the church was just starting to explode, and just starting to explode. Hmm. Uh,
1: I know you have to say yes when God calls you like that, but I just wonder how your parents reacted. Here, they, they leave Asia to come to the U.S., and then you get called back to Asia.
0: Oh, yeah, it was very difficult. Uh, we fought over... My future issues. It was a great disappointment to them, and it caused a rift in our relationships. Very costly for me. Uh, a costly decision, uh, and I think something that uh, I think this student generation, many of the students will could potentially be faced with, and certainly, you know, as you know, a variety of missionaries around the world they they struggle with. Uh, the challenge of meeting family expectations.
1: That really is a problem. Huh? I've seen that happen many times. Why is that? Why do parents find it so hard to give up like that?
0: Well, as a, as a young parent myself, I mean, I, I, it is a challenge. I, I raise my kids, and, you know, the first thing I wish for them isn't that they suffer, <laughs> right? I don't wish them a, a life of suffering. A, in many ways, I, I want them to have a, a life of comfort. And when it comes down to some of these things and some of the things God calls us to, uh, there are going to be places of suffering, and I think that's, you know, that was true for my parents. Out of a great love they had for me, uh, they they didn't want to see me end up in Mongolia, end up in poverty. Uh, so I think it is a challenge.
1: And how long were you in Mongolia, and what did you see God do?
0: We were there only for a little more than four years. I, I think it's kind of a short time, but as I mentioned, the church was exploding, and so ministry really started to explode. We We touched the lives of a lot of Mongolian students, and more importantly, the Mongolians took the mantles of leadership, and they touched the lives of many of their friends, their Mongolian friends. And in those four years, God used that time to set up the movement, to build up national leaders. And by the time we left, uh, we were in a position to appoint a national director of the new ministry, and soon after, a national board. Uh, so it was very exciting, and of course, we saw, you know, five, six hundred students come to faith in that short time, and just that those kinds of things were, of course, were very exciting. But I do think setting up a, a movement that's nationally led by Mongolians—that's one of the most fantastic things that came out of that time.
1: We'll continue today's conversation with Urbana director Tom Lynn coming up on today's edition of First Person. Next week, a British businessman called of God to lead Alpha USA. I've always loved scripture. I just memorize and hang on with my fingernails to what God's promises. And one of them, Psalm 54, for God is my refuge. He is the one who sustains me. And I would say, well, I'm still here. It's gotta be God's grace. You'll meet Gerard Long and hear about the Evangelistic and Discipleship Program Alpha next time on first person. My guest on First Person today is Tom Lynn. Tom is InterVarsity Christian Fellowship's Vice President of Missions and Director of the Urbana Student Missions Conference, which is underway right now in St. Louis. And it's exciting to think that right now at this moment, Tom, God may be calling uh, hundreds of these students into full-time kingdom work. That That's just got to be thrilling.
0: It is. Uh, we hope for thousands. Uh, and in fact, tomorrow night... Students will have the opportunity to respond to all that they've heard God call them to and invite them to in a decision card that they fill out. And that has been a hallmark of Urbana since 1946, where they make that kind of decision here at Urbana.
1: Boy, again, I encourage listeners to be praying about that. You may or may not know someone who's at Urbana during this season, but uh, still you can pray that uh, God's will would be accomplished in the lives of these college-age young people, just as Tom did many years ago, to be called uh, into kingdom work. Uh, Tom, when we left, your personal story, you were uh, in Mongolia, and you lived there for four years. Uh, Trace what happened in your life afterwards.
0: Uh, Great question. A lot of people ask, uh, what was it like to come back to the U.S.? And, in fact, for us, it was quite exciting. We felt burdened at the time uh, for what we saw happening in the North American context, a church that some would say was on the decline, uh, ministries on campuses that we saw that were struggling, and particular areas of the country where there was not a vibrant campus witness, because, again, our hearts are really for the student generation, And so the Lord led us to a very unexpected place to look at the middle of the country, states like Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, places we've come to love right now, uh, but at the time we really thought of it as the Mongolia of the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We had never been there before. Uh, you know, we we were born and ra- I was born and raised in Chicago, this big city of Chicago, and uh, we were in a very cross-cultural place for us. But uh, I ended up taking a role as regional director for Intervarsity Christian Fellowship, overseeing that region of the country, really with a vision to plant new work and see student ministry on campuses in that region grow. And so uh, my family moved to Missouri. And we began student work there. Uh, And we did that up until uh, I took my Urbana role, which was about two years ago.
1: Were you and Nancy married when you went to Mongolia?
0: We were. We were. We were married for three years before we went to Mongolia. And she, I should say, my wife really is the reason I'm involved with missions. She had a profound influence in my life. She challenged me to consider missions. Uh, we went on our short, I went on my first short-term mission project with her. She really convinced me to go. So, uh, yeah, we, we were married for three years, and I, I really am so thankful for her as a partner in missions.
1: So when did you come to join the staff of University? then?
0: Well, I came to join, so it's really two points for me. I came to join InterVarsity right when I graduated. I came on staff. So, you know, I was a campus missionary right after I graduated from Harvard. Uh, What I often tell people is, you know, very uh, unusual route to go with a Harvard degree. And then uh, I rejoined InterVarsity uh, when we headed to Mongolia. So during that time I worked in the marketplace, I actually left InterVarsity. But when we went to Mongolia, really it was uh, through InterVarsity and we were seconded to some local partners in Mongolia.
1: Mm -hmm. But now you serve as VP of missions and director of Urbana as well. What does that job entail?
0: Well, I I think it's the best job in the world. I I really get to focus on uh, not just students, uh, but students' engagement with everything outside their campus. So we have a wonderful campus mission, but we also do so many things to disciple students and give them these missional experiences in cities around the world. We have short-term projects in 25, 30 countries around the world. Uh, we have urban ministry projects in 20 or 30 cities in the U.S. alone. Uh, and these short-term experiences really, I think, impact the students a lot in their own development. And then, of course, uh, Urbana is uh, is a huge piece of that, and that experience really develops students. And then the last piece of my mission's role is I oversee what we call our Link program, which is uh, people who want to go longer-term, two years or more, and serve in a variety of countries outside of the U.S. in student work, doing student ministry.
1: How long have you known that you would direct this year's Urbana? Uh,
0: about a little bit more than two years.
1: All right. So, yeah. uh, I mean, you obviously um, you were attended as a student, but you must have been a part of it in some fashion in the intervening years.
0: Yes. since I mean, really since 1993, every Urbana I've been to Mostly as a staff worker. So, University staff actually volunteer and work every Urbana, and that's been a long standing tradition because University is the host. So, uh, I've been to every Urbana since '93, but this is uh, the first in many ways <laughs> as a director. So it's a different experience.
1: Yeah, I know it's a major responsibility. I can I can well imagine what's involved. Uh, you must uh, bump into alumni all the time of Urbana, and you must have some favorite stories of how God has moved in the past. We have time uh, for a couple of those if you are so inclined. Oh,
0: I, I could share a variety of stories that um, span different generations. Um, one of my favorite stories actually is... Um, in the process leading up to this conference, talking to an executive director of a foundation who shared with me why he was interested in partnering with Urbana. And he shared that in Urba- at Urbana 1996, he was called by the Lord and really wrote on that decision card, yes, I'm committing myself to long-term global missions. And he, uh, shortly after that, he went into banking and a variety of consulting, a variety of other industries. And the Lord continued to remind him of this commitment. And it wasn't until just a few years ago he got this wonderful invitation to be an executive director of the foundation. And as it turns out, he's now writing the checks, doing uh, the due diligence on missions organizations around the world, and funding missions around the world. And he is fulfilling that calling and that decision that he made at Urbana 96. And I think it's it's a story of... Perhaps non traditional missionaries that we'll continue to see more of with, I think, this generation and, and beyond this generation. Uh, so, as a director, executive director of a foundation, he's living it out. Uh, yeah. So, I find that fascinating.
1: That's a full circle story, right there, isn't it? You know, yeah. I, I can think of attending Urbana, and I remember, you know, speakers like Billy Graham and John Stott. Oh, I'll, I'll never forget some of the things that John Stott said, and Helen Rosevere. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, it's amazing how God uses Urbana to propel people and really call people into his work. And uh, I'd like to hear yeah. another one, if you've got a, a story in your back pocket there.
0: Yeah, well, the one that comes to mind is from, uh, we've got some speakers at this Urbana, actually. Their lives were changed at Urbana. Uh, I could uh, share about one of them, Callista Odede, who is the Bible expositor. He came from Kenya, as a student at Urbana in the 1980s his life was radically transformed at Urbana God called him to ministry he began work as a student uh, worker or staff worker doing student ministry in Kenya with a ministry there called Focus and then he came back to an Urbana and uh, came as what we call a in the conference director's track people who Have a vision for wanting to start an Urbana like conference in their own region or context in the world. So he came. His life was changed through that experience in the conference director's track. He went back to Kenya and started a triennial missions conference there called CoMission. And uh, that conference is going on since the 90s, I believe. And now he's come back full circle. He's a Bible expositor at Urbana. And so Callisto has a wonderful story of how Urbana's impacted him at various points and how he's gone on to start things as a result of Urbana. Um, And that's really, I think, uh, the story of, you know, over 250,000 people have been impacted by Urbana. And those stories I hear all the time.
1: And you strive to bring the world to Urbana. It isn't just speakers from a North American context. You bring people from all over the world, don't you?
0: Yes. I mean, I think I would say in both regards, speakers and participants. Uh, Speakers, we really emphasize global voices. You know, you, you won't only hear the popular North American speakers. In fact, this week is representative of that. Most of our speakers are from outside of North America. They're voices that we believe the North American church and student generation need to hear. Um, Student-wise and participant-wise, students are from over 100 countries that come to Urbana. And I should also say, uh, we're about, if you look this week, and it's very similar to last Urbana, over 50% are non-white. So we have a very diverse uh, participant uh, group here at Urbana as well.
1: Tom, as we wrap up, what's the best thing that could happen as a result of this this week, this few days in St. Louis at Urbana? What What's the prayer of your heart?
0: Well, I think the prayer of my heart is that um, students would respond to this wonderful invitation from the Lord to join in on His mission. Uh, We hope for thousands of decisions of students to commit long-term to global missions. We hope for thousands to commit to short-term missions. And, you know, these these missions can relate to uh, somewhere in the far reaches of the end of the world, whatever we might consider that to be. That might include in their own neighborhood going across the street to the refugee who, who lives there. And it might include reaching cross-culturally in their workplace someday to a Muslim coworker. worker uh, So just living out those decisions in whatever context God calls them to, I feel like that would be a tremendous outcome and really what we hope to see from this Urbana. And we're very well aware we may not see that actual fruit 10, 20 years down the line. And really that is the power of God using Urbana in one's journey Um, to be a catalyst in mission, and hopefully later we see these kinds of uh, results lived out.
1: My thanks to today's first-person guest, Tom Lynn. And since the Urbana Conference is happening right now as this program is being heard, I hope you will pray earnestly for those in attendance, because the Urbana Conferences through the years have been a major force for missions. So let's pray that many would respond to the call while at this year's Urbana in St. Louis. For more about University Christian Fellowship and the missions conference known as Urbana, please visit us online at firstpersoninterview.com. You'll also find a schedule for upcoming guests there. And to interact with other listeners about what you've heard, visit our Facebook page. We're found at facebook.com forward slash firstpersoninterview. Again, facebook.com forward slash firstpersoninterview. Next week will be our first program of the new year, and we've invited Gerard Long, the director of Alpha USA, to join us and tell us his story. Now with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. We both wish you a happy new year.